and welcome to the latest session of the Lock In Podcast. Episode 10, in fact, so we've reached double figures. Who'd have thought it? And still on air, it's a miracle. So, mean anyone's listening. <laughs> that's that's uh, very... Very depressing, uh, mm. thinking that James, let's think positively. So we're back again in the shuttered Lockhart Tavern with my co-host James Cuthbertson and Heath Ball. Although Heath is once again making strange noises at the other end because he is phoning it in from Highgate. And that's probably a metaphor for your life, Heath, isn't it? Phoning it in? What? <laughs> James has been hard at work down in Lockhart Tavern, which came as something of a shock and surprise to his colleagues, but not to his wife, who's always found him hard work. Here we go again. That's ten of these. I mean, they can't see you shaking your head. This is the thing that, uh, that's, I know I'm going to run out, aren't I? Yes. <laughs> Ways to insult the pair of you. So don't forget to subscribe to this series on iTunes or Spotify and the various other platforms you can get this on. Leave your reviews and thoughts of future topics for us to discuss and any particular insults you'd like to hurl at James and Heath uh, because obviously I'm going to run out fairly soon. So, so for this episode of the podcast, we're going to be focusing on finance. It's all about the money and we'll have another special guest joining us Kevin Stewart from Mid-Sussex Council who'll be giving us some practical advice when it comes to accessing support but before we move on to that let's take a look at some of the issues that have cropped up this week so guys I mean first of all how, how's the week been for you trade-wise has uh, been any, anything uh, notable has it gone okay no it's our second week of takeaway and delivery at the Lockhart it was strong stronger than the week before and we're getting used to it too because obviously not a takeaway business or a delivery business so um mm. You have to do a bit of learning. I'm still amazed how every time I phone in for an Indian takeaway, um, which is fairly regularly, they just say yes. They just say, and it, and it gets done somewhere. Um, we've been working on different slots and timings, but yeah, they, they're just obviously much better prepared than we are. Well, they've been doing it for a lot longer, haven't they? So I suppose... Do you mean as a country or do you mean as a... I meant as a, as a, as a takeaway business. It, that's the focus just, of their I just business. wanted to see... I was going to say, I, I, wanted to, I just wanted to see... In, what trap you were laying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but no, I mean, in all seriousness, why don't you go and chat to a... Indian takeaway and go how the bloody hell do you do it because I probably want to do stuff on time every time I go there it's always late yeah but even then I think that's all in the microwave isn't it they have all the they have all the sauces there they have all the, the different ingredients so chicken madras get chicken add it to the madras sauce get, you know what I mean it's not like it's it's rocket mm. science so they just yeah, put it in the microwave ping it throw it in the pot send it off you just casually malign the entire industry there Heath it's, uh, <laughs> they're, all, they're all ping in the sling says Heath Ball when you say they Ed an industry. An industry, yes, okay, yes, that's yes, what it is. Yeah, 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 right. okay. yeah. uh, so let's let's look at some of the things we've we've seen this week moving well away from anything like that. Um I mean we we've heard um today or certainly it's been leaked, uh, which means it is true, obviously, um, that they're certainly not gonna end the lockdown or ease any restrictions till Easter at the earliest. And uh, Pretty Patel, our delightful Home Secretary, I have to say that in case she shouts at me, mm. has said it's too early to talk about easing of restrictions at the same time as she leaks news of easing of restrictions to the Daily Mail. She reminds so, me of my ex-wife, because every time she walks into the room, she thinks she wants to fight. She's got that sort of walk about her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Your ex-wife doesn't listen to the just, There's no warmth there, is there? You can see about those bullying complaints. Uh, there must have been some in there, right? Eh? It, it's, yeah, she's, there's something in the eyes, isn't there? Mm. Something in the eyes. But before we uh, completely land ourselves with a uh, defamation suit, mm. I mean, what, what do we think about that? I mean, what's your reaction to, to the idea that we're, the restrictions, we're only going to start seeing those tears coming back um, in, in March? I mean, that means Easter's pretty much done for us and I think that's what we thought though no I think that's pretty much yeah. what we expected I I think the bigger worry is May 
you know, if it goes to May, really, which is people, maybe they talked about May a couple of weeks back so that we'd think that March and Easter was okay. Never know what's going on there. Softening the, uh, softening the blow. Uh, maybe, maybe. I think the, the, but having said that, though, that's still going to be a thing because if they're, they're talking about the restrictions starting to ease in mm. in March and you look mm. at the it way they've done it previously, yeah. you know, the restrictions. So what will happen is everything else can open up. Stores, etc. But hospitality in yeah. March is, is what yeah, we'll I be, read. We'll be the last one. We'll we are going to be. be. The well, one. they've said we're going to be the yeah. last. They've, they've admitted that, haven't they? Yeah, and it'll be tears and then we'll be, we'll be able to do this and then, do you know what I mean? We'll be, we'll be a summer of tear, lock, like a, basically lockdown. Um, in a really horrible way, and then we'll, get, we'll just limp our way through to the vaccines getting out, and then probably next year before we look at any sort of normality. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a second winter. We'll see a load off this winter, um, and, then, and then it'll be next winter. No, I do. I think that'll be it. I do. But if you look at the flu, um, the flu epidemics before, um, we haven't had a bad one for a couple of years. So there's some like real dry tinder, you know, and it, they've just they've just really been caught out on this. So I think it's. Um, I think you're bang on right, Heath. I think there's probably another harsh winter to come yet, you know, despite the vaccines. Mm. Particularly with well, the lucky we've got, Well, lucky we've got so much support from the government. Honestly, mm. I don't know what to do with all this money they keep on giving me. <laughs> Spend on a new track and trace system. <laughs> I mean, thank you, thank you about money, and obviously this this uh, this port, this episode is going to be looking at money generally across the piece. But we've also had the uh, the insurance court case. Um, Come through. Um, I mean, what's what's reaction to that from from your perspective, you two? Well, I was insured. I should have been insured, and that now they've come back to me and said, "No, um, we've done the figures. You broke even in that period, so we're not going to pay you anything." And I'm like, "Well, hold on. How'd you do your maths?" So I'm now currently instructed lawyers to sue my insurance company. So you, they're basically trying to get out of it, saying because because they didn't pay you when they were supposed to pay you, and you then yeah. had to fight your corner and trade and, and yeah. fight for every penny. No, they're not going to. They I mean, that's they count, cake they, and eat it, count, isn't it? That's outrageous. It's, and not only that, they count furlough money as income. Right. So even though that's just going out to pay staff, they still count it as an income. They don't take into account my salary. They don't. So yeah, so I've got my, I've instructed my lawyer, and we're just going to sue. It's just like, I what mean, a waste of time. What, what, is your lawyer optimistic about this? I mean, have you... Yeah, he seems, he seems to think we've got a case. He says they're just knocking everybody back, as many people as they can. And obviously they've waited this long by, you know, the court cases and, you know, appealing it. There's, who's going to be left? So they're probably mm. just waiting, OK, we'll get to the end and we're going to pay these guys. So you know? what did your insurance cover then? Was it just the red or was it covering the Lockhart and the WAN? It was, just, it was just the red line. So you it didn't take insurance out on any of your other businesses? No, we did, but we didn't have pandemic insurance, which I had, like, a business interruption due to a pandemic, which I took out of the red line. Oh, and why, why, well, apart from the rats and everything that you get at that pub, um, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a plague ridden hellhole, but what is, um, why did you take pandemic insurance out of that? I think, um, I, I, I'd like to say I was clever, but I watched a Bill Gates uh, podcast years ago, where, uh, TED Talk. And right. I was doing the renewal for the red line. It just came up, and I was just a bit more focused that day. And I ticked that box. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah. And lucky so, you that you did, because it's resulted in a fantastic pay, hasn't it? So. Well, yeah, it's amazing. I'm, I'm looking. I'm suing my insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's ca- it's capped anyway. There's a, there's a limit it can be anyway. So it's never going to be hundreds of thousands of pounds. But you know, it'll 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 pay for something. 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the other thing that um, I think one, we're going to be running something on the MA500 on this, and perhaps I think we'll, we'll do something down the line with, um, with this podcast on insurance and, and, and get some experts on and talk about this. But one of the things that they're warning about is um, beware of the, the PPI style. Um, the money chasers. Yeah, yeah, the money chasers, the ambulance chasers that are going to be ringing rounds and telling you that they can settle your... Uh, your court case or can settle your claim with the insurance company for a, a nice mm. 30% chunk of it despite the fact that the court has ruled that they have to pay it. They have to. Um, you'll yeah. basically just be giving 30% of that money away. Or an upfront fee. To somebody for filling out for. Yeah. Yeah, or an upfront fee, yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, I think that's a key message we need to be getting out there sort of be careful of these things. Um, if you're struggling... Speak to uh, if you've got the broker, I guess. Speak to them. Speak to people in the, in the trade that you know and trust. But yeah, don't sign up to one of these uh, ambulance chasing businesses. So uh, the other thing I saw actually that, that I was going to flag was um, uh, one MP has called for a U-turn on the takeaway booze ban, um, which was uh, was quite nice to see. Did, did you say a hundred? Did you say a hundred MPs? No, 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 one. One. Oh, one. Just okay, one. Cool, yeah. yeah. So lone wow. lone voice in the wilderness. Um, but uh, but who knows? Maybe, maybe it will. Uh, it will maybe gather. maybe as many as two will do it. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> many, many listeners as we've got. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, the first one or the yeah. second one, <laughs> or, or maybe had. But I mean, that's that's a positive, isn't it? Let's try and be positive. Christ, you really these. are looking for it, and I, I guess we'll go with you. I'm, but, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm prizing up those rocks and looking under them. He or she probably just lives close to a pub and wants to go and get a couple of beers. <laughs> True. That's probably true. Okay, well let's uh, let's move on and dig into some of these financial issues. Welcome back to the Lock In Podcast. So we are going to be talking uh, finances here. He stopped pulling faces on the end of that webcam. It's not going to put me off in the slightest. So let's talk about finance. Let's be frank. Um, I mean, how screwed are you two? I was married, so yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> so let me rephrase that. How screwed is your business? I mean, how, how are the finances? I mean, how honest do you want to be? How honest can you be? I mean, what, what's the situation for you two? James, what do you want to say? Um, I think we're... No one's had it easy. Some have been screwed through no fault of their own, but we've scrapped really hard. I mean, scrapped really hard this year. Heath, particularly up at the Red, um, to innovate probably more than anyone else in the industry. Um, I, I challenge anyone else to call greater innovation up there. Done a lot down here, completely pivoted the model. But I guess, you know, where you can and where licensees can, everyone's done that. Um with some with limited success, some with great success. So we've probably built a new following. We've built a takeaway business, a delivery business, um, pivoted to, you know, to bottle shops and all sorts of stuff to tread water, mm. assisted by things like the, the rates holiday um, and assisted by obviously the initial grant to start with. But it's been really tough. Mm. It's been really tough. Um, I think every, Without that, you're definitely going under. There's nothing you can do about it. But we used up retained profit. Um, not that there's an awful lot of that. Obviously, utilised the furlough scheme. So we're just in the situation where we didn't take a loan to start with. Um, but we've just taken one now because right. the, the level of uncertainty is still um, is still so you know so evident, really. 
And, and I mean, what do you envisage using that money for? Do you, or is it just? I'd a, love to a, think. A I, I love. I'd love to think handing it back in twelve months intact. Um, but as we all know, it's easier to ask for money when you've got money than when you haven't got any money. Um, and we've got a turnover through the businesses, uh, two of the four now, um, and uh, we're showing some gumption, you know, showing some fight. And I'm, I'm hoping that that will result in, um, you know, in sort of you know being able to leave that money untouched. Heath, is that fair? Yeah, it's a, it's a fair assessment. I, like, I think if we were shut, like, all the way through, I think it'd be a different story. But I think we've been, you know, we've been lucky we've been able to fight our way out and generate revenue and sort of, you know, keep ourselves present in our customers' minds, you know, on social by the stuff we've done. So, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I would say, you know, we're, we're in great shape, but we're, we're not bleeding too much. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously a disadvantage to that, as you've said, Heath, because of actually your insurer is using it as an excuse to wriggle out of, yeah. uh, of paying you. So sometimes... Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. But, you know, what do you do? My argument with them was, do I... If I'd sacked all my staff, you'd be paying me out right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So we're, like, where's... You know, how's that fair? Mm-hmm. So you, know, you would have had to pay me money, but, you know, I've managed to retain... Well, across all the pubs, we've managed to retain everybody. No one's been laid off. Um... You know, and that hasn't been easy, but, you know, what the future look like? But we're fighting like this all this year as well with no more government support, which Rishi says he's not going to give us. Where are we going to be, you know? I mean, the, the, you, you you have business interruption insurance. Your business has been interrupted. You, you surely can't... They can't make the case that you have earned the same amount that you would have earned... In, uh, I mean, I know you've 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 done well and you've you've scored yeah. some, some wins, but it, this isn't a normal year for you, surely? Oh, God, no, it's horrendous. It's to be, you know what I mean? It's, it's hugely down. Do you know what I mean? Um, but then hopefully my lawyer gets to resolve it. I think they're just being cheeky. Just say no, 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 and just see how far you push back and then go, OK, we'll pay them to get rid of them. Well, so, I, I felt that from the get-go with the government grants, too. I felt that, you know, the longer it goes on, the less numbers they'll have to worry about. And it's exactly oh, the same totally. as you. That's a war of attrition, isn't it? And if you can hang on, you've got a chance. But how many people are? How many people are going to hang on? How many people have just thrown the towel in already? We've not really seen that come to market. But I'll tell you the big move, when you see the likes of Rooney coming back into the market this week, oh. you know that people are screwed. You know they've seen an opportunity. So, Well, we're going to, we're going to touch on that in, in a later session, those, those uh, re-emergence of, of um, people coming in. And it, it, is, it is quite fascinating. And it, it's either, it can be one of two things, really. But, I mean, the, the, the challenge... I guess at the moment is, has been around sort of with what money you have, you know, how do you, what calls do you make? You know, you've got suppliers to pay, you've got mm. landlords to pay. I mean, how do you, how do you process that? How do you sort of, how do you prioritise who you pay and who you don't pay? I think the first one is going to see you the most. Well, no, I think you, you look after, we've, we've always, <laughs> we've always looked after our suppliers really well. And we, we moved when the, pandemic came in we moved and we used the first grant to pay all the suppliers we then moved to settling them on a weekly basis mm-hmm. so just yeah. keeping the wheels turning really and that is i think i mean i have to ask them but i think that's done us a lot of good mm-hmm. um because when you need something from supplier that they'll go yeah, yeah you can have it we're not not bringing out big debts we're not we're not we're not smoking them out we're doing we're behaving properly so they're getting paid and um i know a lot of people a lot of pubs have just thought well i'll just you know, I'm closed. I'm not paying. And then if they go out of business, they go out of business. But we've tried to play it right, you know. I mean, that's. That, I mean, on, on, maybe unfairly, but there has been. A, a, there's always been that sort of rocky relationship with some operators and suppliers, and suppliers that are quite wary of getting into the food service side because mm. of poor payment and things like that. Um, 
but I think you're right. I mean, it's a valid point. If you look after those guys, mm. you're you're going to be. Uh, but do you look after them at detriment of others? No, no. Because you, you've done your nego- You've gone and talked to, you know, your landlord where you've needed to, or or those, you know, different. But you've also kind of made. You've done good housekeeping. You've gone through the stuff that you don't need anymore, and and there's things like subscriptions that you have for I don't know, um, reservation systems that you can pause. Mm. You can go through that. You can look at you know your your other different subscriptions. You know a bunch of stuff, and you save your money there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You can then do some accurate reads on your um, power meters, mm. and actually, rather than running on estimates and just getting on with it and see whether they've been running ahead, mm. you know, so you can do some smart stuff like that to. It's good housekeeping. It's yeah. really it's good housekeeping right now. You can look in you've got time to look at who you're buying off, what you're doing, your pricing, um, you know, and what you need and what you don't need. I think it's a it's a good time to sort of mm. reset as such, you know. Not ideal, but you can reset the business a bit. So a sensible time to be sort of shopping around and, and looking at utility supplies, things like that. Uh, no, I don't think you want to be doing that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's more no real <laughs> right, how much cash are you burning now? And should you be burning it? Can yeah, you do anything yeah, about outgoings, it? Yeah, yeah. Where is it going? Being really forensic yeah. about yeah, your, very um, much. Yeah, go through every line on your bank statement. Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, well, if you've, I mean, you two are fairly lucky in a sense. You've, you've got fairly uh, compliant uh, landlords. Um, that's probably James's landlord on the phone now asking for some money. But uh, I, I mean, what about the guys that aren't? I mean, if you're a, if you're a Wellington. Tenant. I mean, we've seen stuff at the moment with uh, those guys have been really sort of uh, struggling to reach uh, terms of agreement with um, with their landlords. Your commercial relationships. That's really un- it's really unfair, isn't it? You know, I mean, I like like we've talked about the past. Green King's my landlord at the well, landlord at the Red Lion and Sun, and that'd been amazing. Do you know what mm. I mean? Ninety percent rent reduction. You know, for the, all of lockdown, that's that's how it should be. So you all come out of it intact, and, and you know, say intact, but in some sort of good shape going forward. But and then you, you appreciate the relationship. You but know? You, you've also got some private landlords, haven't you? With with yeah. the outside. So I mean, yeah. how, how are those? How is that panning out? And, and what's the situation with that? Uh, we've paid um, where we can. Um, yeah. We've deferred where we can. Um, I mean, it's a real mixed bag here. I think Green King's the very best example. Um, yeah. And probably our site in Horsham's the very worst example. Um, yeah, and the windlock's all, the windlock's all right. Like, we've agreed, we've agreed a rent reduction there, but, you know, it's now coming up to a year that it's been closed. Mm. Even at reduced rent, how long, can, how long is that sustainable? And our fourth site's yeah. another private landlord, and we've just kept paying, but we've right, been generating yeah. cash through where we can here. So it felt... Again... I think there's a there's a great stigma about landlords that they just have all the money, and I don't think they just have a different business to us, and their business is based on generating income through four walls. Yeah. Maybe lots of four walls in some cases, but um, nevertheless, it still needs to work. Mm. So I, you know, I don't for those that um, are able to and have been able to make concessions, great. But I guess some of them are limited as to what they can do. Yeah. Um, but defer- one thing I would say is that deferral doesn't solve the problem, and no. that's the argument we're having um, with Horsham. Um, it. it <laughs> You know, great. They think that they're, you know, they're, they're doing us a massive favour. They're absolutely not. They're just delaying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, it's, it's a, a conversation about medium long term and mm. you know, changing of the high street and changing of the trade. Mm. Particularly on that, it's a small site. So, um, I think I think if you look back, he said this a while ago. He said, you know, if you're going to go for a job with someone, ask how they dealt with the suppliers and their staff during the pandemic, because it will show a lot about that business and the way it's operated. And I think that's the same for our landlords too. 
I mean, that's, that brings us on to, to, to the issue of furlough costs as well. I mean, we've seen uh, Alex Riley of Loungers this week put out uh, on social media costs of what was it, about 100000 a week that mm. furloughs cost him and yeah. infuriated that the, the government keeps talking about it as uh, support when, when it's costing him that amount of money. Now, uh, he's obviously an extreme case. Um, he's uh, in... Um, uh, what's it, there's 150 on sites if not more so they've got that um, uh, those higher costs but I mean it's still a cost to businesses so I mean if you're talking about looking at your costs is there anything you can do on furlough other than does it mean you have to let people go in which case that defeats the purpose of what government set up to do in the first place well what, what I've found out recently because I've had a couple of staff ask me because obviously furlough money is only 80% they can actually pause the staff. You can't do anything with it. But if the staff want to pause their pension contributions, they can do that until the 1st of May. So if the staff bring their pension provider and give them the details, they can pause their contributions, which affect the knock-on effect is that your pensions that you pay to, you know, to um, balance out their pensions, your contribution isn't paid either. It's only for a couple of months, but if staff want to break and save some money or have a bit more pocket money while they're on furlough, they can actually pause their pensions, which I only found out recently. And, you know, I gave the option to some of my staff and I said, you know, you can do this because they're complaining about money. Um, and some of them have taken it up. Okay. So that, so that it, you know, helps them, helps mm. the company. It's only for a couple of months, but it just means that, you know, you've got, you've got options, you know, they've got options. Yeah, no, that's that's, uh, that's useful to know. So. I think uh, just on that point uh, with Alex and, and what have you, there is a great myth really that this furlough just it takes a cost away from the employer mm. entirely, and and that there's no pension contributions or or anything else. National insurance. Yeah, I think it runs at sort of, I think it's still a seventeen or eighteen percent cost to the employer. So I think that's one of the great bits of poor communication here is that you're all right or your staff are paid for well no no they're not and and actually if you did look at it the best thing you do is lay everyone off mm. particularly well, that's what Gordon Ramsay done Gordon yeah. Ramsay 500 employees whatever laid them off so many businesses have because mm. they can't afford furlough mm. you know as Alex is saying how long is that gonna how long how long can you not generate any cash and still pay people furlough mm. And of course, the uh, the other big sort of uh, well, it's not really a big and a headline. It's been ticking on for quite a while, isn't it? Is is the the scandal of the the lack of grant payouts by the councils? Um, and I mean, I think you've you're experiencing this firsthand, aren't you? Well, man, honestly, Haringey Council, Haringey, can you hear me? Open the grants up. Let us apply. This is ridiculous. I can't even apply for the latest round of funding. Can't even apply for it. It says they're still waiting for guidance from the council. Are you serious? From the government? Are you serious? Seriously, what are they trying to do? My my business rates are huge here at the Red Lion. This is the first time I've been able to apply for a grant, and I can't even do it. They won't even let you apply. It's it's, it's disgusting. I mean, we we know. I mean, uh, there are... Uh, over half of November's grants still haven't been paid was the last statistic we, uh, it's criminal. we saw which I mean it's criminal isn't it I mean mm. and some are still hanging on from grants from further back than that I think but it is um, I mean it's it, it's, it's incompetence on a, mm. on a on a level and I think as somebody was saying you know that's probably Heath actually because it's kind of conspiracy theory bandy amount but uh, they're hoping that these businesses go under so that they can keep the money themselves um, yeah I, I understand that, that to be different I understand it needs to go back it gets repaid but Surely um, they've made an assumption on the amount that's given to a council based on the businesses in the area. So any money that goes back is either a failure of organisation or communication. 
because mm. they've told them what the number should be. Mm. Does it really go back, though? Call me a conspiracy theory, but they're like, you know, who's going to miss a few hundred grand? No, I think well, we're talking millions and millions, but... I think they're using no, the roads around yeah. me at the moment. Mm. It's uh, roadworks everywhere, but uh, that's where your grants are going, eh? Well, the thing, the thing <laughs> is, though, like I've said before, you know, deploy your, redeploy your, your team, your staff there. I mean, the, the, top line, the top and bottom is, if you're working for the council right now, and I'm making a great... Um, sweeping statement you're going to keep your job you've got a lovely pension ticking in the background um, and you've probably got less work to do than you've ever had and working from home to lower costs so you know really guys you're letting us you know I think a, a broad sweeping statement is we've be all being let down as an industry although our example locally has been in Hayward Teeth anyway. well I was going to say after you've maligned the entire council uh, employees we are going to be speaking to a council employee in the next session aren't we Which, yeah. uh, who is going to be covering off some of these grants issues so and it's been brilliant for us I mean that's yeah, well let's, let's hopefully he can uh, he can share some insight that's going to help um, all three of our listeners on this one so <laughs> um, let's uh, let's leave it there and pick it up again with Kevin in the next session Welcome back to the Lock In Podcast. With us today, we've got a special guest, Kevin Stewart from Mid-Sussex Council. Uh, hi, Kevin. Hi there. So, Kevin, do you want to just give yourself a little bit of an introduction and explain to our, our uh, listeners sort of why, why we're talking to you? Hello, my name is Kevin Stewart. I'm the Business Unit Leader for Revenues and Benefits of Mid-Sussex District, uh, Mid District Council. Sorry. Um, I've uh, been in the business of Revenues and Benefits this is my 39th year in my career. But I'm personally here today because uh, most publicans and uh, people with offering that sort of business would want to know about the business grants that are currently here because we are facing a pandemic of which we probably never see in our lifetime again. Mm. And it's a very challenging time for businesses. And therefore, I'm here to hopefully offer help and guidance to uh, your business, uh, wherever authority, wherever you live. Thanks, thanks, Kevin. I, James here. I, I, we we spoke, I think, ten days ago um, on a Sunday night, um, which was uh, I was surprised that um, the council were working on a Sunday night, but I soon realised that you're working most Saturday nights and Sunday nights and what have you to get this off the ground. Um, my experience has been quite poor. We have four pubs, and uh, we deal with a, a neighbouring council where it's been radio silence. So to get advice on a Sunday night as to exactly the breadth of um, grants available was brilliant but more, probably more or as brilliant was the fact that within a week we've got grants um, processed approved and in some cases paid already which is um, uh, which is astonishing and I think most of our listeners will find astonishing too so in terms of best in class you guys have blown me away personally and to say, you know, much appreciated because I know looking at the hours, the emails are coming through as well and the communication. Um, this is no nine to five operation. So, um, whereas we asked, you know, there's been a lot of thought about the government's actions has been to smoke pubs out and to lose them. Certainly, our experience locally has been far from it. And, um, you know, thank you for, from us and, and everything you're doing. So, my, my thing really would be really helpful, I think, if you could cover there were three distinct periods of um, grant applications that we. Um, we're talking about with some deadlines and what they meant and then if you're happy just to talk through the uh, you know brief as you can but the different types of grants and why they should be applied and, and maybe an indicative figure of the sort of um, money that people should expect um, I'm more than happy to do that and thank you for your kind comments um, 
my attitude is that you need to go the extra mile to help local businesses at uh, such a challenging time. And yes, it hasn't been a nine to five job. Um, as I said, and as you know, the council, my council held a webinar at uh, one o'clock today, uh, which is on YouTube, and I'm sure we can give links if anyone's interested in that. We need to get the message out there because people need to apply for this help. Um, can I also state that the periods I'm going to state in respect of the help are in respect of Mid-Sussex. Some authorities, including where I live, have got slightly different dates, but the principles will apply the same as well. Um, the, the main grants from November that affect uh, pubs and that type of uh, uh, property are from the 5th of November to the 1st of December, which was the second national lockdown. And basically, any business paying business rates that was mandated to close could claim a grant. Now, you might find out that's 27 days, but it is actually the grant was paid for 28 days and basically was £3,000 for that 28 days. Um, slightly lesser amounts uh, if you had a smaller rateable value. That was for a rateable value of 51000 or over. From the 2nd of December to the 25th of December, uh, Mid-Sussex was in Tier 2. Now, a small number of properties were mandated to close during that particular time. Um, as a result of that, um, generally a wet pub, and most of you all know what a wet pub, that's basically where you don't offer a major meal, um, would be closed based on the guidance that, that was there. Um, you could claim a grant, a closed grant, and they did it in two specific periods for us, um, well, three specific periods, the 2nd of December to the 15th of December, the 16th of December to the 18th of December, and the 19th to the 25th. Once again, that was um, uh, £3,000 for 14 days or part thereof. So you might have had a smaller period. So for 14 days, you get 3000 if your RV was over 51. The, the smaller amounts of 1334 for up to a £15,000 RV or £2,000 for the 14 days for the um, 15 to 51 rateable values. Um, so the, very small amounts. Can I stress again? people have to apply the multiple times, as you, you myself mentioned, James, you've got specific grants. From the 26th of December, and this is where the periods will slightly differ, uh, Miss Sussex went to Tier 4, and uh, that became a closed addendum, like a national scheme lockdown. And therefore, the, the claim again was based on the 1334, the up to 15 RV, the 2000s, and the 3000 for the 14 day, for the um, 28 days, or, or part thereof in respect of, of that period. Um, that took us up to the 5th of November when we went into the third national lockdown, which um, we've now got a grant... Jan January, of, sorry, fifth, January, fifth, yeah. not November. Sorry? Sorry, you said 5th of November, you mean 5th of January. Sorry, 5th of January, 5th yes, yeah. of January, my fault. No. Um, well spotted. Mm. Uh, the 5th of January we went um, to the new um, national lockdown... Um, that is to the 15th of February, and we are paying for a six-week grant period of up to 4,500, plus a further business support close lockdown payment of 4,500, okay, mm. um, uh, sorry, 9,000. So you could, if you had a 51,000 RV for that six-week period, get 13,500 pounds. Now, okay. on top of that, there is a wet lead pub grant of £1,000 from the 2nd to the 29th of December that is open to the 31st of December. 
So you could get that £1,000 and a pub could still apply for a discretionary grant, the additional restrictions grant, over and above that. So there are a lot of grants. I think I said in today's webinar, James, that you could apply, a pub could apply possibly for 10 grants. 10 grants, yeah, yeah. Um, possibly, possibly more in respect of that. Mm. Um, so there is a lot of grants there to apply for, multiple grants. Now, systems don't make it easy. Some authorities have, are not even insisting you apply again. They're just awarding it. We, if you put your property reference into our system, grant approval, um, it's a third-party system, but... Uh, we've used it all the way through, it will bring up all the grants that you can apply for. And James, I think you did go into that system mm. and uh, use that system yep. in, in respect of there. So in respect of a national lockdown or tier four lockdown, it will be a closed addendum grant, which basically um, any business, virtually all non-essential businesses are shut down during that period. Mm. And you'll get a closed grant. There'll be no open discretionary grants. In a tier two or tier three, it's restricted number of businesses that are closed, generally the pubs that are wet pubs, and there'll be a closed grant for that period, and there'll also be an open discretionary grant, but the additional restrictions grant could be open all the way through, although we have specific funding windows. I'm sorry that sounds complicated, but it is. Mm. <laughs> Well, we will post um, on on the uh, the homepage for the for the podcast. We'll post links to your um, uh, your YouTube webinar because I think people will benefit from from seeing. Yes, that. Um, I mean, uh, I will be sending that out tonight. By the way, right? Okay, we'll make sure we've got that. So the, I mean, you, you talked about the sort of monies for wet lead, and I guess where does the cutoff for for wet lead sit? Because I mean, you can be forty nine percent food and fifty one percent wet. Or where where is that? What are the right. is there a cut off on um, that? that? That is a very very good question, and um, there is no case law on wet pubs for closed pubs. Now the wet lead pub is quite specific in the guidance. It says if your takings doesn't show you when you take your takings, but if your takings show that your drinks is fifty point one percent more than uh, your food takings, you can qualify for the one thousand right. pounds, even if you changed it now so you've got more food mm. if you can show that an element of time before mm. you can get that 1000 grant mm. there is no such guidance for a pub being closed in in certainly tier two in tier four or national lockdown the pub will be shut anyway yeah. but in tier two or tier three there is no lockdown so we've had much debate in the office over what is deemed a substantial meal I believe there is Scottish case law, yeah. but there is, there is much debate over that. Now, we, read my lips, we've taken the attitude that if a business can show to us they're more or less mainly drink operated, we will give them the benefit of the doubt. That's my authority. That's the understanding because we're there to help businesses. But what you've got to remember is over 320 authorities with probably very different experiences from your users. And trust me, I, I've never done grants before this year and I've suddenly become what people deem to be an expert. Um, it, it, it's been learning on the spot in doing it. And um, I, I believe in helping businesses. And I'm also an advisor to the government department BIS on this as well. I'm part of their working party. So I do have some connections my attitude is we want to try and help businesses through this most challenging time to be there to make sure you're serving drinks again and helping your customers again 
after this is finished because I think there'll be a new normal and we want to get as many businesses through this as possible. Which, which is fantastic. I, mean, I think that, that's to be applauded. I, would, I mean, one of the issues we have been discussing is the fact that um, you know, lots of grants still haven't been paid out. Councils are not really enabling operators to claim these things. I mean, what, I suppose one of the things, why, why are you guys so different? Uh, is it just that you love pubs more than the others and are looking forward to getting back to it? Uh, or is it, I mean, what, what, well, is, what is holding, what is tying their hands? Why is there a delay? Can you, can you clarify any of this for us? Um, well, uh, what I would say to that is, um, in West Sussex, I've actually led on pulling all the discretionary guidelines together. And uh, most of us have gone to the system uh, the grant approval system, I actually was one of the leading authorities with it in the first place, and now we've got 24 authorities on it. And it's taken us time to build that up and work it. But we decided early on, and, and the political feedback um, uh, on us and the support from me at Sussex has been incredible, as you saw from the leader today. Um, we decided we were going to do this and get payments out. And we've generally got payments out within 72 hours of a grant application being made. Wow. Um, uh, uh, 48 hours to get into the bank account. I'm sure James will confirm that yeah. it was mm. sort yeah. of like that speed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he's got his head in his hands. Heath is despairing yes. here because he can't even claim yeah. a, his grant from Harringay Council. I can't payment. even apply. Harringay won't even let me apply. They're, um, they're, they're waiting for guidance from the government on the latest round of funding. Uh, the guidance is all there. I can give you the link for that. But, um, that that's Harringay Council saying to me, to, on their website, we're waiting for up-to-date guidance from the government before we release, release the next round of funding. Yes, what, well, what, I can what, assure what? you all, all the guidance was received last Wednesday because I got it. What are they, what are um, they doing there? So what, why, do you yes, think that, yeah. why do you think some of these uh, councils are, are I can't dragging? really comment on another authority mm. um, in, in dealing with it, but... All I'll say to you is we were, uh, we paid out our first from the 5th of January lockdown payments. We actually posted them on Sunday and started paying them on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, and um, uh, I, I would say that because of the complexity, and this is why we've absolutely um, got out and tried to sell this. Um, we've emailed businesses, told them to apply. We've still only got about 40% of people that can apply for these grants. Um, and that's with all the efforts we're making. I, I think others are, are, are struggling. Now, um, I've probably got a work ethic that might surprise you, as I've said, as I said James, has surprised James. Um, I've, been working, I've been working all hours of day and night, and my landlady in, in Mid-Sussex said, unless I had a real name on the bottom of my bill, I wouldn't have guessed where you worked, because the hour you go out and the hour you come back is just incredible. Um, so uh, I'm probably not your typical type of local government worker, but uh, let's just say I want to help, and mm. I want to help local mm. businesses get out. Mm. I, in respect of your own authority, I can only suggest you contact them and, uh, and actually uh, ask them what's happening and give them examples of where it's been done elsewhere. And, and if they're struggling for a system, I know exactly where they can get a system. It can be up and running within 24 hours, that, a system, a third-party right. system. Kevin, okay. one of the criticisms has been, um, or the, the kind of uh, conspiracy theories, is that councils don't want to give the money out because they can, what they don't give out, they can keep. Um, uh, absolutely not. Um, our first set of grants, as I said at the webinar mm. today, James, um, we paid out 26,355,000. That was 2,605 grants. I know all the figures inside out. We had to give back 
2,925,000 to the government because we hadn't spent it all. Right. Um, all the money we don't spend has to go back to the government. Now, what I'd say to that is, I do not want to give it back to the government. I'm sorry about that. I do not want to give it back to the government. I want to give it to local businesses in my community, my, my community I work, because Sussex has been great to me. Okay, I live away. I, I, I came down to Sussex on the back of a huge personal tragedy five years ago, but Sussex has been great to me, both Wilden and Mid-Sussex. I want to help the community back. I want to give them the support in this, the most challenging time in 100 years, in my view. It's very, very important to do that, and I will always go the extra mile to do that. So in terms of sort of key takeaways for, for operators that are, are having difficulties with, with claiming, what, what would your advice be, Kevin? Contact their council, contact their elected member. It's very, very important. Now, can I say, not all authorities are doing it the same way. I, I'm, I'm normally a business rates uh, uh, man. And not exactly the most popular with business associations. <laughs> um, now, uh, can I say this year, you've got a payment rates holiday. Uh, we don't yet know whether that extends to next year. And that's one to watch out for the budget on the 3rd of March. Um, that's a problem for me because I normally build before then for next year. Um, so that's another issue that I've got to look at in terms of that. Um, but, but my view is contact your authority, um, wherever you are, uh, find out who's doing it. Um, I've done it as a revenues and benefits because I said I just want to do this because it, it's given us so much extra information about local businesses and I'm not there to collect it. I will go the extra mile to give them as much help as I possibly can. And we've had referrals to us where, not just pubs, but other referrals where people have said, I just didn't know you could help us. And it's getting around the mirth of the rules. Mm -hmm. um, yes, I collect money. I collect huge amounts of money. But I tell you what, I've had so much pleasure in helping local businesses during this time, not for the first circumstances they're in, but giving them some help to wow. help them at the most troublesome time when they're just trying to carry out their livelihood and, and they're caught by this vicious virus. So will there be um, people like you in other councils or are you a bit of a, a one-off, do you think? Um, well, my boss did say a few weeks ago, there's unique and then there's you, Kevin. I don't think I've ever met anyone like you before and I probably never will again. I'm well known in my sector because uh, my professional institute, I was its national president in 2014-15. And I've probably got a work ethic and an enthusiasm. I turned 60, I had a lockdown birthday this year. And I could probably give some of those youngsters a run the money on enthusiasm <laughs> luckily i don't need much sleep and uh, as james will know i i do send him emails at all times of day and night <laughs> absolutely weekends and back holidays too <laughs> fantastic okay okay well i think we're, we're out of time for that but thank you very much for your for insight there we will um yes we'll be in touch with the youtube we'll make sure that that's um that's on our homepage with this uh, uh with podcast yeah weekend. i will be sending that out later on today Perfect. along with the slides from today and you're welcome to send on your slides to your readership as well or give the link to to that um, i'm more than happy to deal with any future queries Brilliant. and good luck wherever you may be in trying to get access to the grants thank you very much thank you thank you so Thank that's you. it for, for this session. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast using the links on the homepage and leave us your thoughts. And we are now going to move on. We're going to be talking about confidence in the marketplace. You're listening to the Lock In podcast with myself, Ed Bennington, Heath Ball, and James Cuthbertson. So we're, we're, we're focusing on a bit of a financial theme for, for this episode of the podcast. Um, 
we've talked about grants, we've talked about the various challenges and, and, and difficulties of, of keeping businesses going. But let's let's maybe look at sort of um, a bit of forward thinking. Um, but there's, maybe there's a degree of confidence starting to emerge in the sector. We've seen quite a few um, announcements from existing pub companies that are expanding. We've seen, uh, I think, uh, Red Oak Taverns has, has acquired some new sites. The In Collection Group has been quite acquisitive during um, during this pandemic generally and has opened uh, two or three uh, new sites as well which with significant investment which is which is really positive and obviously the the biggie um, or a couple of biggies actually we've seen uh, Jerry Carroll of Hawthorne uh, ex Hawthorne with um, with James Croft from EI and uh, Mark McGinty as well his, his colleague at Hawthorne launching a or announcing they are going to be launching a new pubco and uh, the return of the uh, infamous Rooney and Ant formerly of Green King um, sorry what was that Heath he was breaking up. Yeah, he was breaking up. Um, returning to the sector with um, with a big pot of cash. Um, I think what was it? Two hundred million. Two hundred million. Yeah. Two hundred million to. Was it, was, it Do- was, it, was it Donald Trump? Did he get? Did he give him the money? Moving on. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, to me, there's, 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 I guess there's two schools of thought on this, isn't there? There's, there's certainly on some of it, the, the, with the big investment, so the Rooney kind of thing, that sort of it, there's a, uh, investors circling the industry, and you can in, inject a different word for the investor, if you like, into that. Um, but, I mean, that's, to me, that's, it's, is that not a positive thing that we think that people... I mean, yes, you can argue, you know, there's, there's sort of people circling above and, and looking to pick the bones of uh, those who fall by the wayside. But to me, that's, that also shows a degree of, of confidence that we're going to come out the other side I, of this. I, I, no, well, I don't. I think I don't agree. I think it's two things. I think you only get positive press releases. Um, you don't get press releases saying we're in the shit. Um, so you're going to see those and I think you also uh, you haven't seen my press releases I can imagine what they'd be like um, you, but, you don't, you, but you don't get businesses if businesses are talking things up it's because they have to for shareholders and for families right now because there's, there's, there's just no good news for them really those that are coming in I mean let's be, let's be perfectly honest about that private equity groups can't put their money anywhere at the moment they're not making any money mm. so they need to tie into deals that are going to show them a decent return over what it does it's sat in the bank which is nothing so I think that there's there's good reason talking about it. I think there probably will be discounts it'll be from the big guys where they can play a medium long term play and do it with some some security like with Rooney because if you're a small guy looking to invest now you're not likely to have the financial clout to see out another storm mm. And that's the, that's where it'll be the big guys that go in, and they'll it won't be they'll be they'll be getting distressed assets, and they're just like vultures, you know, flying well, over the industry. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't say it's not right to, to look for an opportunity though, and I don't no. think that that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying at the minute you hear that sort of news, and you think for better handling of the situation, and we've talked about grants for getting grants out to allow people to keep their. Um, you know, keep their businesses alive. They wouldn't be prey for this sort of opportunism. And ultimately, what we're talking about is two hundred million dollars coming over here to buy our crown jewels again. And this is where we use the pub as a bloody great, you know, poster boy for the um, for the for the UK. Yet we're going to let it slip out of our hands again. That's how I feel about it. It's not. I don't. It's, I'm not bitter about the op- business opportunity. I'm bitter at how they've arrived as wounded animals to be preyed on because it shouldn't have happened. 
I mean, strong words, and, and I don't, um, I don't, I don't disagree with the sentiment. I think uh, I, I did have always used the word vulture or shark circling, but I mean, I it's, uh, I mean, I know it's uh, because I am always a diplomatic one, but but again, I still, I still stand by that that element that yes, yes, I, I, if you look in that macro kind of thing, but you look at the bigger picture, it does show that there's there's confidence that this is an industry. It's not going to go away. That isn't going to go yeah, away. No, and for me, I take that well, as a positive. Um, I mean, it's that might amazing. be hugely nice. Think about it. A, ch- a chain of American-themed sports bars all across the country with Rooney leading the charge. It's going to be amazing. Well, you think yeah, take, take those great great idea of heaven, isn't it? That's right. Take those wonderful free houses, you know, with with um, you know community ties. That are They're not going to be going after them. Though, they are. are. Yeah, I think? think they are. Big well, well, yeah, they will. But I mean, those are, be, those, those, those are, hmm. are more challenging. I mean, they're going to want to be buying up the the chains. No, they said they? no chains. No. So they don't, mm, so they don't okay. lie. They don't lie. No, they don't lie. They're like chimney chimney pot local pubs. Community pubs. Central yeah. London mm. community pubs, turning them around, making them fancy. Leafy sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. Big yeah. time. That's exactly. They go for demographics. They've probably got the pubs on a spreadsheet right now. They've run the numbers. He's got, he's got a good track record with Green King. What, the pet? Well, I mean, you know, the, this pub... Oh, Christ. This industry... <laughs> Relies on diversity, right? I just, I just like stunning you into silence. Yeah, that I, know, was, well, uh, I know. I just thought, you know, for words, that this, was, uh... <laughs> um, uh, this this industry is about diversity, and I think what we don't want is um, cookie cutter pubs, and we don't need any more of that. You know, we've got to fight for that individual. But at yeah. the moment, that individual okay. is getting blasted. I mean, I, I was chatting to Pete Brown earlier, actually, because um, he's, he's writing a piece for The Guardian. It'll probably be out by the time this podcast goes out. But um, mm-hmm. we were talking about and, and there was a degree he was saying, you know, there is that element of does government want that um, to, to get rid of all those sort of independent, small sort of family-run operations away, right? and just have big conglomerates mm. of businesses that's easier to deal with, mm-hmm. it's easier to sort of approach. But then the irony of that is those are the ones that avoid paying their tax. So yeah, that's I mean, smarter. That's, yeah, yeah, true. I mean, what, what do you think, Heath? I mean, it, it, does it does it signal a degree of confidence? I mean, it, I, yeah, I, I think so. I think it signals a degree of opportunity. As well. like we all know, there's going to be we're in chaos. There's opportunity, and I think they they've realised that there's going to be a lot of great pubs. They're going to go to the wayside. They can pick them up. And they could do well. I think, yeah, I think, you know, any smart operator or person is thinking, let's get in there now while it's all falling apart, pick up some sites, sit on them, and get them back open when we're allowed open. I think it's a, mm. I think it's a smart move, and I think it does show that we all know that people are dying to get back to the pub. Mm. The, the, the public are dying, and I think there's just going to be this huge uplift when we are able to do it properly and get back open. I think they mm. know that. We know that. Mm. Um yeah, I think but, smart. For, but for every big investor that's going to come in and, and, and bring in a, a chain pub or whatever, turn them into chain pubs, there's, there's going to be guys like, you know, Jerry Carroll and, and his guys and, and Red Ed Thomas, all these things. So actually, their they're, they're heartland is community, suburban. That's what they're, that's what they're looking to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, not, I'm not that pessimistic that I think we're going to see swathes of pubs turned into, you know, Cookie cutter managed kind of operations. I think we've still got a lot of good operators out there who are going to those that can survive. And again, this comes down to survival. Mm. All those that have stepped away, we may see a resurgence coming back. I mean, yes, Rooney's coming back, but there's going to be other operators that that are sort of looking at it from a different lens mm. that are going to see the opportunity. And if they've if they've cashed in their chips 
previously, you know, this industry is a comeback industry, isn't it? You know, whatever mm. really leaves it, mm. you know, it's 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 littered with people that sort of step away and then go, yeah, let's give it one more shot. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's like bank robbers, there's always one more deal. <laughs> 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 one more big job, guys. Come on. I'm not negative not, about it. Not, I think not a metaphor I want to use, but yeah, go on. No, I, I completely understand the the premise behind it. I just fear for the trade a little, and I just I can't help but feel for those that um, that that may be losing their assets for to no fault of their own. That's that's all. I mean, that's all. I just maybe I'm just feeling emotional this afternoon, but um, I don't I don't blame the big guys. <laughs> something uh, yeah. you want to talk about, James? No, not really. Just another well, giant crawler doing me fine. Yeah, well, same. yeah, same, same. <laughs> <laughs> Did your wife listen to the last podcast? And that's did, it. I was really in trouble here. Yeah, I, I got absolutely beasted for it, yeah. The problem is, you come and have a couple of beers to the podcast and then your mouth runs away with you and then that's it, it's all done. So here we go again. So anything you want to share about? No, no, let's, that's not, spare let's not dig in the hole. The spare room's fine. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. That's fine. It's a life anyway, isn't it? So, right. <laughs> <laughs> let's maybe maybe bring this one to a close now. And uh, <laughs> do you think? Uh, yeah, let, let, let's do that before we get ourselves into any more trouble. Welcome back to the Lock In Podcast with Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson, um, and myself, Ed Bennington. I was distracted by somebody pulling faces at me there. Um, this session, we're going to be talking about um, opportunities to, to boost revenue, uh, ways that operators can sort of look to uh, maybe uh, convert some stock into cash. I mean, we've had our hands tied behind our backs by the government with um, with the deal on uh, not being able to do takeaway uh, takeaway booze, which has been a real blow to to a lot of businesses because delivery isn't always an option. But there are other things you can do, I guess, and and you guys have been doing some of it. I understand, Heath, you are opening a... Uh, Life's pretty crap up in Rygate. It, it is pretty even. crap, isn't it? I mean, you're... you're, you're uh, yeah, terrible. It's terrible. So, Heath, you are you are basically converting... So, to give people the, the background to this, you spent a fortune on a shack to sell yep. uh, takeaway booze to the people of Highgate. Uh, we yep. then got shut down by the government because of you um, and your behaviour. <laughs> So I'm, I'm continuing yeah, to push no, this. Yeah, this yeah, Heath yeah. is responsible for our, our current ways. No, um, but you've got this great big shack sing up there that you spent a fortune on that you can't do jack shit with. Um, but you've come up with a new thing, have you? So tell us all about that. Well, the shack was sitting there redundant, and I was just like, well, it was furlough, we had to furlough the shack. And then I was like, <laughs> you know, why don't we... Well, yeah. Have you furloughed Boris? Because anymore. Boris was in the shack, wasn't yeah. he? So. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, we're turning the shack from tomorrow. We're turning it into a creperia. A so what, we're crepes out a creperia. 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 We're going to start doing crepes out of the shed. Crepes. Um, yeah, and it's it's the, the you know the response so far from the local public punters is they they love the idea. There's a very famous one in Hampstead, which has been there forty years. Um, and Until you thought, close well, it, well, and, well, and you're trying to put it out of business. Is that what you're saying? No, well, well, you haven't heard the story. There's a pub next door, the William the Fourth pub, and during lockdown, they've put it. They've literally two meters away from this one that's been there for forty years. They've opened a crepe stand next to it. Spider, is, that a, is that a spider store? There's a big war going on. So there's there's so, crepe uh, wars in North London. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So when we can open a crepe stand up, it just means that 
It can still keep people employed. It gives us, you know, it gives us something else to do. It's user-friendly. Kids will love it. Um, and, yeah, we open that from tomorrow. So the customers so, are going to be basically coming to the pub and queuing up outside to get crepes to eat on the street. Am I, yeah, I'm hoping, to put, I'm hoping to put all the other businesses out of business, get the government to put us in a full lockdown, hopefully by my selfish actions of selling food <laughs> on the street. One, once <laughs> again. You could see where I was going with that. Yeah, couldn't once it? again. <laughs> Encouraging crowds to gather and eat crepes on the streets of Highgate, thereby yep. con- basically you'll end up now... Pubs will not be able to do takeaway food. It will have to be delivery only because of you. Yeah. Because they will ban yeah, collection yeah. for takeaway me, food. It's terribly middle class to be doing crepes, but yeah, I just <laughs> I need to make money, man. Like this is ridiculous. The These grants aren't going to pay for shit. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we just, just blowing all that session out of the water earlier when we talked about grants and how people can benefit from all the rest of it and. Well, in a Jerry Maguire style, show me the money, he says. Show me the money. So these, uh, I mean, how, how's it going on the uh, crepe making front? In my experience with crepes was uh, was a trip to Paris with my good lady. Uh, we decided we'd stop at a, a roadside creperie store, if that's the right word for it, and uh, have a crepe. Well, unfortunately, we seem to get the work experience guy with his first day on the job. He, mate, he wasn't, mate, he wasn't with experience. He was French, you were English. That was it. He didn't <laughs> want to serve you. <laughs> <laughs> but entirely possible. However, he uh, he basically had about eight attempts at making a crap, in which <laughs> in, in which each attempt ended up with him swearing more loudly. I learnt new vocabulary in French. I thought my swear words in French was quite good, but uh, they uh, he taught me some new ones, and it just became such a stressful experience. Nobody really just regretted asking. You gone? We would have walked away twenty minutes ago, but he's now on his eighth attempt at this. Mm. And we feel we've got to we've got to see it through with him. We've got to see it through with him. So, so it was uh, crap at crepes. It was crap at crepes. Yeah, That's, just ruin every joke, don't you? Was you going to do that? I was going to do yeah. that joke. Thank you. We <laughs> <laughs> well, were going on for a while about that fucking story. Do you want? It was a really shit joke. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so Heath, how how <laughs> how are you getting on making crepes? Is my question. Uh, well, me personally, I have the patience. I don't really have much patience to be honest. So I can't really make really? them. Really? Uh, my guys have been practically oh, man. Apparently, you've got to be like really relaxed and you know, no. So, maybe, about maybe some of my staff, a lot of the guys have been making them practicing. Chefs are really good, yeah. Um, no, they're really good, man. So far, like the stuff, yeah. We, we've been doing yesterday and today, we're just doing dry runs and giving them out for free. Um, and not officially open, and then tomorrow we launch, but um, yeah, I think we're gonna do all right. I think they're, they're tasty. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. so for those that yeah. don't have a, uh, a redundant shack outside their business that, that caused all the industry to shut down, um, how, um, I mean, what, what else can they do? I mean, James, what, what are you guys? Uh, um, we're looking at, uh, obviously we've got a delivery and takeaway model now, and it's a, you know, again, you can't just stick with the same things. You constantly look, we introduced uh, bow buns last week, which just mm. went nuts. We introduced a brunch yeah, um, and uh, bow buns. Uh, to, to, to assist, you know, go along the menu. Brilliant. I mean, just we sold out real quick. So we're going to go a bit hard on that this week. We're going to look at... Um, I mean, one of the things that we've got, one of the issues we've got as a pub is everyone's got stock that's really dead money. So mm. we're looking at some of our special beers that we've got. We've got some real limited edition stuff. Um, that, that you frankly, can't normally sell. Well, there's that. <laughs> but it's nice to have around. And um, But they are, you know, some of it's quite stretching in terms of styles there's some brilliant stuff from burning sky and the like so what we're going to do is we're going to bag it up um put them in sort of um little collections that people can buy delivered obviously um 
and it'll be for the enthusiasts coming out the back of dry January. If anyone's you know got stuck into that and gone the whole hog and gone for the double, the vegan, and the dry January, they'll come out the other end and want to you know want something special. I hope so. We're going to try and do that. So, but effectively, you know, from talking on a trade podcast, you're actually trying to turn dead money into into yeah. cash. I think yeah. that's the thing. Like try and move. Even if you're just making 10, 15%, mm. just move it because you don't know how long you're going to be like this for. Or wine that's I mean, not going to get any better. Like, yeah, wine. I think another thing, another initiative we're doing across the pubs is we're, and I think some operators are already doing this, we're choosing key dates that are coming up. We've got Valentine's Day coming up, um, and we've got Chinese New Year, which um, at the Lockhart and at the Red Lion, we're doing a Chinese themed menu, um, you know, using the best quality ingredients and just trying to do something a bit special. So, you know, we'll be delivering and doing takeaways and just trying to pick key dates and just make it a bit of fun we can talk about and do some interesting food. Mm, mm. And I've seen, um, I mean, there's, there's a bit of a boom in sort of home cocktails, isn't there? And I've seen some pubs take advantage of that. I think uh, sort of one case yeah. in point, the Yummy Guys, Yummy mm. Pubs, um, have built uh, a business and launched it amazingly quickly. I mean, hats mm. off to them. They, they turn this around really quickly and, and they've set it up and it uh, seems to be getting some really good traction. But cocktails in boxes that they send mm. to people's homes. Mm. So it's a kind of cocktail kit that you make yourself. I mean, that's that's... Something that's... Uh, it's interesting, though, because you, you kind of look at what has been the death of local media, traditional media. Mm. It's gone, all but gone. But for years and years, we've talked about how there's real money in social media, and, and boy, do we know it now. Anyone invested hard in social media, and it's not too late, you know, but the amount of stuff we sell out, if we put a post out, the phone just rings, mm. and rings and rings and rings. So the albums, yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. I mean, just mm. properly nuts. So I think for those that haven't done social still and there'll be there'll still be a few but or, or get someone to look at your social and do it properly i'm really struggling at the minute looking at people reminiscing about years gone by i don't care what are you doing oh, now God, do you know man. What I mean? it's like seriously you know it's, it's operators it's, out there seriously stop posting shit posts saying we miss you like it's depressing it's like putting photos of your ex-girlfriend who's left you we miss you oh we can't wait to be back with you we Seems love like you stop experience. that shit is that from a friend put Ethan? up positive stuff yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, put up, stop doing that. Oh, we can't wait to be back. Open stuff. It's no one wants to see that. <laughs> no one. Just be do something else. It's, it's shit. But do you feel passionate about it? That, not... That'll form the clip for the promo of this. I think that's it's it. just shit. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> if that could be a new name for the podcast. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's a fair. It, it, it's a fair point. Focus on the now. Focus on the um, yeah. what you're doing. I mean, obviously, if you're not doing anything, that's a bit difficult. There's a thing in um, horse racing. You can get done for non-trying, and I think that's what the industry shouldn't be. You know, despite all the things that we're clearly feel aggrieved about, we should not be done for non-trying. And I think if I look back on the yeah. last year, we've tried our heart out. You know, and if it if we end up it, it not working, it doesn't work. But you don't want to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, stop reminiscing the past, get, you know, get on and do something if you can. Oh, yeah. I mean, a pra- practical question, because these are rare, um, but your investment in social media, so you've you've been doing this, and the Balbons, yeah, I mean, they, they mm. look amazing, and, and people have, have mm. jumped all over that. I mean, how much are you investing into sort of promoting this? It's time, though, isn't it? It's time and conversations around good quality images. So you're not paying... No, no, no. To, you're not doing paid, sponsored posts yet? Uh, a little bit. On Facebook, I did, I did a couple on a week on um, Instagram. I've never done it before, and they worked out really well. Mm. Do you know what mm. I mean? For a couple of quid, it's, you can really get a boost. Yeah, I think you know. I think with exploring, people are sitting at home bored. They're just looking at social media feeds all day. Mm. 
you know, so... Well, I don't think you, you know, want to be getting involved in I see some of these things that come out. So you've got to like it, you've got to share it, you've got to comment... Stop. Just stop. Just good, good yeah. content. Anyway, you've got to like this podcast, you've got to share this podcast. Um, well, both <laughs> of, people have already failed at the first and second, I think. So um, it's not a problem. But no, don't, it, don't forget to subscribe, folks. That's... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, Thanks, don't, don't do that. But I, I, I genuinely think that that's that's the thing with with social. It's really showing its value. It's it's pound notes now, um, and I think it's you know it's. And I don't know what the numbers are, but it's grown huge. We've our followers have grown hugely. It's engagement, isn't it? Mm. That's probably a, a topic for the entire um, other podcast, that really, isn't it? Mm. Which, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe we will follow up with this one, but um, for the moment, let's uh, let's move on. back to the lock in podcast we're at our final session of this episode um, normally we try and look for something a bit more light-hearted and humorous which is a little bit of a challenge at the moment i don't know i saw that table you made the other day if you'd like to look on social we had the pub man ridiculous thing. i didn't put it on social because I you will. bullied me so much last time about the things i put on social <laughs> um mostly around my daughter and pets but it's another story. So let's let's look at. So I mean, some of the things that we say. This isn't funny um, or light-hearted, but you see, the government were actually considering um, putting uh, messages out to discourage people from going for a, a, a takeaway coffee. And there was it. Don't let a coffee cost a life. How did Costa feel about it? <laughs> well, that was the. Uh, mm. That was the, uh, the the sort of feeling and that sort of... Uh, I mean, Cafe Nero were quite happy about it, mm. but... Uh, um, I mean, that's a little bit heavy-handed, isn't it? If you don't... If, what, shut them down, then. No? I do find it funny that people need to walk with a coffee. I've seen them around town. I think, just have a walk. Have a little coffee when you get home. I mean, what's wrong with the beer? Little kind of middle-class, usually crunchy well, yeah, the, coffee holders. But the crap. Go for a crap. They've got so. nothing to do. Mm. People are bored out of their minds. They're just finding stuff to do. You get a Hampstead Heath on a on a Saturday. It's carnage over there. It's like being at it's like being at Notting Hill Gate Carnival. Thousands upon people just walking around aimlessly. Heath, you know what they mind. Do you know what they need? A crap. Well, crepes. <laughs> Hold on, tomato, tomato. Crepes and crepes. Let's get this. Um, what is it? Crepes or crepes? Well, let's ask Fred Sirex in the next edition of the Lockdown Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a go, see if he wants well, to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's listening, so mm. he'll want to uh, join this. Oh, yeah. but, uh, but, I mean, yeah, if you're going to... I mean, if you're going to do it, this is the thing with the government. It's just don't let businesses operate. It's been like at the start of the very first lockdown, wasn't it? Before it, it was like, don't go to the pub. Mm. But we're not going to shut them down. Mm. We just tell people not to go to it. And it's the same with that. It's sort of... I mean, I'm with Heath, you know, there's people like to have... An objective, so you might go for a walk, stop, get a coffee, and carry it around with you. It's it's gives life purpose. Maybe I don't know. There's no purpose to life anymore. But are we You're being right. unfair? No, I just yeah. Lost. I think it's true. I think people are just lost. I mean, he wants to sell crap, so I mean that would knock him on the head if they stop that. I just think, as always, they're looking at the wrong thing. Deploy that money into getting the grants out. Get people doing good stuff. It's not like they've been a bastion of great communication, so, you know. Well, I mean, I if, if they ban coffee, though, I mean, how long before it becomes, you know, ban takeaway for everything? It's it's people going out and getting their food. It's hmm. That's the challenge with it, isn't it? They can't, they can't do it. They, can, they can't. If they start going like that, then seriously, do you know, and where do you draw the line? 
you know, a lot of these people, Perhaps. you know, in underprivileged areas can't afford. They they just want to go and get a, a McDonald's or something. You know, what I mean, they can't. Mm. They just it's you know it's it's gonna if they go if they go military sort of lockdown even more. Like the the true the, oh, man. I know we had sixteen hundred deaths the other day, but far oh, man, it's gonna be a lot more, a lot more if they start going that militant. I think, oh, yeah, I, who knows? I don't think, I think they've, uh, they've floated the idea again. It was a, probably a government leak to float the idea and, and see the reaction and then go, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, it's but, a, hold on, this is, this a coffee all, too far. But it all stemmed from the police um, not enforcing the law, but the spirit of the law, if you remember. It wasn't the law itself, it was the spirit of the law. The minute you're being judged by the spirit of the law, we're all screwed. Well, so, um, stay, isn't it, then? And yeah, the same yeah. guy that was telling someone not to jog down, you know, the... Tim's yeah, bike, all that stuff. Jogging, you know, it's just you know, you're allowed out to exercise, but you can't jog. Uh, no, I think, I think also if the government were going to start tightening things, I think they would have done it because obviously Scotland announced that yesterday, and we've announced everything after Scotland have announced it. So clearly, there's either another day to come before he follows suit or not. But um, well, as like we said earlier, it's a bit of a one-upmanship. But maybe Boris mm. has decided not to uh, not to play that game anymore. With uh, and I think, if, and in fairness, I think the vaccine numbers uh, seem pretty good. You know, I think there's been... Well, they're dropping off, though, aren't they? No, 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 but... Well, they're running out of... Four million, you think that's pretty good? No, I mean... How the, many people the, in this country, Jamie? The growth. The, well, the only thing I would say I mean, about he's it... he's just upset because they've moved on to the under-70s and he hasn't only had just his... Uh, yeah. His vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just trying to be positive. Shoot me down. I'm positive for once. This is ten episodes. The one positive thing I say and I get shot down. That's it. Oh, come on. Send them a crap. It's, it's like, it's a joke. They're like, oh, look, we've done this. They're going to run out of vaccine. They've already said that. They, 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 mate, it's going to be a disaster. Like everything else, track and trace, disaster. Close lockdown. We're on the third lockdown. Disaster. Mate, this country, the government's a joke. What, was, what did your friend say in New Zealand? Was he talking about this as a plague-ridden island? <laughs> plague, plague island. <laughs> he sent me a photo of Steak Pliskin from, um, from New York. and said, you want me to send my man into India? Like, tell me. In New Zealand, they think we've just lost it. They go, oh, my God, highest death rate in the world. Oh, my God, are you okay? They've got images of people. Dying in the streets. How did he reach you? They don't have Wi-Fi or anything there, do they? It was carrier pigeons, probably, wasn't it? Yeah, he's rolling his eyes now, perfect. Uh, right. I mean, it's, it's come to something, isn't it, when we've got smug Kiwis mocking us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I'll tell you what my friends are doing in New Zealand. They're going to bars and restaurants. That's what they're doing. They're well, going when, out, you, they're getting When you learn to pronounce vowels properly, we'll consider you sensibly, OK? Was it someone in New Zealand giving out vouchers for... Did I read that today? They're giving out vouchers for hospitality. Twenty-five dollars. Where? Oh, really? I think it was. Uh, to help I think it was Australia, maybe New Zealand, kind of the same anyway. Same but, place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, a lot, that's a lot. That's a lot of big Macs back home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thinking you said Met Police enforcing. I mean, the interesting thing we saw uh, this week was uh, apparently the um, Met nine police officers from the Met Police Force having a sit-down meal in a cafe at the beginning of January. They apparently were having their breakfast, which. Um, was what, interesting. What did they do? Did they knock on the door and say, "All right, mate, open up for breakfast, or we'll close you down"? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I mean, you've got what, the wonder. The, the operator. Yeah, you've got the wonder. Did the operator? Did they bully the operator into it, or was the operator currying favour? I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, is he, is he opening illegally anyway? And then they catch him and say, "Well, we'll let you off. We cook your breakfast if you cook us breakfast." Doesn't make sense. Oh, that's a theory I hadn't thought of. Maybe they did. Yeah. Just a clarification, New South Wales, it was um, every resident 
um, gets 25 pound or 25 sorry four 25 dollar vouchers um, two hundred dollars uh, well done um, that's two vouchers to be used in restaurants cafes and bars and two to be used in entertainment value venues yeah. just so, saying I'm just saying so that the New Zealanders will be enjoying that then they will no, be yeah New South Wales New South Wales is in Australia New South Wales is in Australia I know that's you, you, you say potato it's a different country tomato different tomato different country that's correct no, no, you say that here. No, you say that no one believes you empire no one no believes you you didn't know what you had you couldn't keep track didn't see this coming Australia is that the same thing what's this place called the Americas what are the Americas I don't worry about it we don't need them anymore <laughs> No wonder you're falling apart. Now you're not even part of Europe. It's all fucking gone wrong. You've lost your minds. Look, we're okay. We're okay. We're leading the world at deaths. We're on our own country. We're the winners. Can't get food in the country, but we're winning. Freedom. But look at the fish are export. No, wait. When's Heath moving back to New Zealand? Soon, I hope. Okay, cool. Right, well, back in. Yeah, no, we know that. It's, uh, there's orders and everything. I think uh, they'll maybe draw a line under, under this one after that outburst um, that I'll probably have to edit out. So uh, we shall see. Uh, that, that is for now. So that is it. Uh, thank you for listening. Stay safe. It is goodbye from Heath, James and myself. Don't forget to like, subscribe and spread the word on social. What was it you said earlier, James? Like, share all that kind of stuff it's all good yeah. it's all good uh, leave your comments send us your, your thoughts ask us any questions um, we would love to hear from you for now we will be back next week with more ruminations on the pub scene <laughs>